On this episode of the Sports Social Podcast, we'll talk a little bit about college football, the games that happened last week. Fuck my life, Ohio State. God damn it. A few good games this next week, mostly throwaway games. We'll run through all the uh, all the week one NFL games, a couple stinkers, a couple really, really good games to talk about. We have our mortal locks and upsets for this next week in the NFL and also our fantasy stardom and sit-ems. All right, let's get it. Listening to the Sports Social Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Hunterkamp and Chris Arnold. And welcome into another episode of the Sports Social Podcast. The boys are back with another football filled episode. As Chris said, he had a tough weekend in the uh, college ranks, but maybe even what out with the, uh, with the uh, Bengals having a nice win there. What, what Sir. Good day, day. It was a gutsy, gutsy play call in the uh, fourth down, obviously, to throw it there. But we'll, we'll get into all those and those matchups this weekend. Uh, talk some college football and some fantasy advice for you. I don't know if you want to take it from us, but uh, maybe early season you do. So we'll see. But Hey, hey, hey. I went 4-0 this week. I don't know about you. I went 4-0. I did, as, I, did, I did as well, but you know what? Really? I did. Wow. Um, what a turnaround year for Andrew. Well, no, it's it's week one. That's what I said. <laughs> Something's bound to happen. Barkley's not going to be the same. Eckler's going to get hurt or something, and and uh, <laughs> then it'll all go downhill. But I'm going to enjoy this this uh, first week 4-0. Uh, so maybe, so maybe you do want to take some fantasy advice from the boys this week, but first let's start at the college level. Uh, the dreaded game, the dreaded topic of Ohio state losing to Oregon at home too. It was the first time, uh, first time they, what, first time they trailed at halftime and, and back-to-back games or something like that. First time they trailed at halftime. At home yeah. since uh, yeah. 2019, they, they very rarely lose at home. And I think a lot of people, myself included, thought, you know, they were just going to run run all over this Oregon defense without Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Justin Flo, uh, two of their better players. But it was actually the other way around. Uh, Oregon kind of controlled the game from start to finish. And, uh, yeah, just uh, what, are, what are your overthought, overall thoughts of watching that uh, at the Ah, it hurt. It hurt a lot. Our our defense is just not not looking good right now. Our secondary is in shambles. Uh, we lost Proctor, which just fucking kills us because that's. I mean, we got two freshmen out there in the secondary right now. Our, our linebackers, we graduated all of our linebackers. So our linebackers are all newer, and it's just they're getting killed. Our D line was supposed to be really good this year, and it's they just haven't been playing well at all. It's it's just kind of weird. I'm used to always having a lockdown defense at Ohio State, and it's it's it hurts to see. I mean, we're not terrible. We got you know, plenty of stars out there, but they're just – most of them are just young and inexperienced. And, yeah, Oregon just – they ran all over us. Their, their running backs destroyed us. I think both of them went off for plus 100 yards. 
our offense was I don't it's the, the first two games of the season our offense has just started out super super slow especially CJ Stroud in the first half they just haven't looked good they come back out in the second half and look better but it's just at this point in the game it was too late it's not looking good for the boys. I mean, we're, we're still a fantastic team. We're, I, I have no doubt we're probably going to win out. There's, it's just, it's just a bump in the road. Oregon's a very good team. I'm okay with it. It sucks. We're going to learn from this because, like I said, we're a very young team. We're going to learn from this. Uh, one of the big highlight from the game, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba had seven receptions for 145 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, looks like there's going to be a good connection between him and C.J. Stroud, which is – very good because they're both in their second years currently. So if we can get a few more years out of the two of them, that's going to be very, very nice to see. Uh, Mayan Williams looked good. Uh, so did um, blanking on his name, Trevion Henderson. There it is. Both of them look very good. Master Teague didn't even get a single carry. So that's kind of sucks for him, but you know, is what it is. You got two studs coming up underneath it. Can't do nothing about that. Alave looked good just as usual. He is in line to be the top wide receiver in the country, 12 receptions, 126 yards. He's just a stud, absolute stud. Him and Garrett Wilson both. But, yeah, it's it was tough to watch. I actually uh, – I had to go work, and I was pushing that back because of the game. And once Oregon scored their 35th point, I was like, well, this is fucking over, and I left and quit watching because it just, it just hurt to watch. And it was, it was brutal. But, like you said, Sunday made me a lot happier. We'll talk about that later. But Saturday – Listen, very low spirits. And so we mentioned the run game. Uh, Oregon rushed for 269 yards as a team. Yeah. That's a problem there. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Burrell yeah. went, went for 161 himself. This was a, an offensive game, obviously, 35 to 28. Uh, Ohio State actually had 612 yards of total offense to uh, Oregon's 505. So – I mean, that's something – but first down and first downs were in Ohio State's favor as well. Uh, but like I said, it, it just felt like uh, Oregon kind of controlled this game. And uh, and we, we were kind of talking, uh, you know, in the first half. It was an interesting point that the uh, broadcast made about uh, C.J. Stroud and his, his high throws. And, and you kind of see some of those things. You know, he you mentioned him kind of getting off the slow starts and uh, – you know, maybe this is a game that he can he can definitely learn from because looking at their schedule uh, coming up and in the future, they don't really have much of a test. I mean, uh, obviously Penn State could be, Michigan could be, but with their games kind of sandwiched in between that, they should be able to get you know get into rhythm, and I think they'll take care of business. And yeah, like I know, said, I have all faith that they're going to win out. Their big games, like you said, are Penn State, Michigan's supposed to be, but that's usually a yeah. wash for us. We haven't, they haven't even put up a fight in recent years. But, yeah, Penn State's the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Indiana could be a sleeper. They Last year, they were very good. This year, obviously, not so much. But they we usually have troubles with Indiana, so that could be a sleeper game. But, yeah, well, I have all faith that we're going to win out. We'll probably meet uh, either Iowa or Wisconsin, more likely Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. So, we'll see about that one. But. And you think uh, you think they they went out? They got to be in the playoffs still, huh? but they got. You feel like they got to win out, right? They can't have two losses. They have to. They they one hundred percent have to win out. They lose again, yeah. they're out. If they, yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's even even now. It's gonna be sweating it if they went out when it gets to down to those For final sure. games. But yeah. it's yeah, it's gonna be tough. But as I mentioned, one of the teams I just mentioned was Iowa. 
they beat Iowa State 27-17 this past weekend. Uh, that was a really good game. Iowa looks incredible. They look fantastic. Uh, like they they always they're always one of those like sleepy good teams, but this year they just they came out they came out punching. Iowa State is drastically overrated, like usual, ranked ninth in the country. I mean, that's a little little bit of an overshot, but Iowa handled them. Uh, it, it just looked really good as a team. They don't really have one like standout incredible person. It's just they are just a really good team overall, and they just dominated. It looked very, very nice. The, the Big Ten is going to be a pretty good fight at the end of the season there. Yeah, and or, or I almost said Oregon. Iowa has had, uh, you know, obviously two pretty tough games to start off. They, they ran through Indiana, who you said could be a sleeper team, you know, for Ohio State. Really good team still. I, think, I believe they were ranked 18th in the first poll. And then they went into a – you know, that's obviously a pretty big game, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, you got everybody in the state there at the game. Yeah. So the the environment, obviously college game day was there. It's the most so the, exciting thing in Iowa, so. Yeah, so the the <laughs> environment was, you know, nobody has anything else to do but go to that game. Uh, so the environment was definitely there, and, and they controlled that game as well. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, just kind of a sneaky – Sneaky good team always ends up with uh, nine, ten wins. Sneaks into a, a New Year's Six Bowl, and here we are talking mm-hmm. about them, you know. You mentioned Iowa State. Definitely a lot of expectations this year. Uh, had a lot of people back, you know, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, uh, all those guys, and almost lost to Northern Iowa in their first week and, you know, didn't really look great. Uh, this past weekend. So we'll see where they go from here. But in terms of Iowa, and you said you think, you think, uh, you think uh, Iowa State will meet them. Uh, yeah. It's either going to be them or Wisconsin. Yeah. And that'll be, that'll be a good fight coming out of that uh, part of the big 10, but yeah, it's either going to be one of those two. I have a feeling Wisconsin's really good this year too, but I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be uh, Iowa coming out of there. Uh, two other things happened this past weekend. Uh, we had two ranked teams go down to unranked uh, play, uh, teams. We had USC losing to Stanford. And then the bigger one was Texas losing to Arkansas. Usig Pui. Yeah. Upig Sui. God yeah. damn it. I messed that mm-hmm. one up. Kaylee Sauce out there probably cheering her heart out. Uh, yeah, that was that's brutal for Texas, man. That's <laughs> Texas is not back. <laughs> That's that. That's a game that they should walk away from easily because Arkansas is usually bottom of the barrel in the SEC, and uh, Texas is usually top of the Big Twelve. But that's yeah, that's not looking not, not looking hot for Texas on that one. That was that should have been an easy win for them, and they got handled by Arkansas, forty to twenty one. Yeah, the I think the forty points is the the more surprising yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like you know, obviously, anytime you give it forty points. Uh, yeah, we're probably not going to be on the right side of things, but yeah, again, they they kind of controlled that from start to finish. I think it, I mean, I, it was kind of over, you know, when you before you really got going. And uh, I think the the biggest surprising or the biggest surprise, you know, you mentioned USC, uh, they lost to Stanford, and uh, they said uh, goodbye to Clay Helton. They, yeah, they just, about uh, time, honestly. Yeah, he's he's kind of had a longer lease there, and uh, so. Two former USC guys, obviously Steve Sarkeesian 
you know, used to be there quite a quite a, a little bit ago now, but taking over that Texas program. I think Texas is always one of those teams that uh, that are overhyped every year. Uh, they obviously still do recruit very well, being in Texas, just a hotbed for recruiting. So they're going to pull some of those four-star, five-star kids. You just wonder when they're going to take the next step. And, and I and people, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, you, you go through that, you scroll through that game on Twitter, and they, and they just said, you know, all the Arkansas fans said, uh, welcome to the SEC. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was kind of a I, that made me chuckle a little bit, but uh, yeah, so they'll, they'll be uh, meeting more down the line, obviously, in the SEC. But uh, a precursor now in uh, in Alabama or Alabama, Arkansas, uh, a, a good win maybe for that. Program. Open up, yeah, a good, a, good up. Win, a good win for that program, definitely something to uh, to hang their hat on and build on. Mm-hmm. And uh, the back to the U- USC, the like you said, Clay Helton is gone. Uh, I've heard a couple of names floating around there for the new head coach position. I know they supposedly reached out to Urban Meyer about yeah. leaving the Jags, and he gave them a big fat no, which I love. I respect that. Urban Meyer's in the NFL. He's with the Jags to stay. He's not just going to leave after a big loss. Uh, another big name I saw going around, which I could possibly see, is James Franklin from Penn State. Uh, USC yep. might be trying to steal him. I could see that. Uh, James Franklin's a good coach. I think it's time for him to uh, see a new horizon. Penn State, he might be over overshadowing his welcome. Uh, finding a new home at USC might be all right, but that's there. Uh, this next coming week, uh, mostly throwaway games, per usual, around the third and fourth week, usually throwaway games. A couple, couple should be good ones. Uh, Alabama versus Florida, SEC battle that's usually pretty hot uh, and then Auburn versus Penn State should be a pretty good game uh, Penn State is favored but I've seen a lot of people uh, favoring Auburn but uh, as you we were talking about this before we started recording and you mentioned that Penn State is having their whiteouts and I will stand by this that it is a mortal lock that whenever Penn State is having their whiteout you bet on Penn State because <laughs> they do not lose when it's in their whiteout because that atmosphere is electric. The team feeds off of it. And I think, honestly, the only team to beat Penn State during the whiteout in a long time is Ohio State. So, my, my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, if Penn State's on the whiteout, bet Penn State every single time. And you mentioned that, I believe, uh, Penn State, what, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, yeah, it's – it's definitely a, an environment that you don't want to go into. Obviously, you have to, right, to play the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I still I still don't know if I really believe in Auburn. Like, you know, obviously with the new coach now and and trying to, like, to rebuild that program and recruit. And uh, Bo Nix feels like he's been there for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll see. I'm, I I think uh, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, definitely one of the one of the better games of the week, as you mentioned, is kind of a uh, third and fourth week kind of play play these teams kind of get on a roll. And but these it also helps strength the schedule wise when you when you get down to it, trying to get in the playoffs, trying to get into a, a New Year's Six bowl to you know go into that hostile environment and see if you can pull off an upset or make something close. And so it'll, that'll definitely be one of the games that I'm watching this weekend. I agree. 
Now, moving on from college football, we're going to the big topic of the day, and that's the uh, NFL Week 1. We're going to run through all the games. Some we'll talk a little bit more heavy about. Some we'll just run through real quick. Because, like I said, there are some stinkers, some pretty good games. Uh, so we'll run all through all of these. Uh, start off, we talked about Cowboys and Buccaneers on the last podcast while we were talking about it. Or, sorry, while we were watching it. That was a good game. Fantastic game. Uh, Bucks beat the Cowboys 31-29. to uh, Absolutely electric. Both teams look incredible. Uh, Dak is back. Uh, one thing I that came out from that, uh, Zeke just did not look good at all. But I think that was mainly just game script because it was a mm-hmm. straight up just everything out throwing the ball 100% the entire game. So that kind of hurt Zeke's. But uh, he looked good. He looked clean. He looked healthy. He looked a little skinnier than he has been in past years. So I think don't freak out about Zeke. But yeah, that was a really good game. Anything on that one, Andrew? Yeah, I think as you mentioned it, uh, game script was the thing. I, I don't think their game plan was to have Dak throw the football 58 times in his first game back. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Zeke only rushed for, I think it was uh, 33 yards. But it, it definitely was a, a crazy way to start off the NFL season, you know, with with uh, Zerline missing a couple field goals. It just seemed everybody had uh, – one team had an answer for another. And uh, whoever had the ball last was going to win. And, and uh, they obviously left time time on the clock for Tom Brady. And he, he went down and uh, Ryan Suckup nailed the field goal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the connection between Brady and Gronk lives on forever. Mm-hmm. Especially in the red touchdowns. zone. Yeah. yeah, good God. That connection yeah. is just unreal. And Gronk looked very, very good. I'll mention him later because your boy started him in one of my leagues last second, and boy, was I happy. God damn. I mean, how, anyway, many, how many points did he – how many fancy points did he end up with? It was like 29 or something like that. It was a ridiculous yeah. amount. I was – I mean, it was – it was. I had – I drafted Cole Komet, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what he's going to look like. I don't know yeah. how Dalton's going to be. I know Gronk's going to be good. It's going to be a shootout. Throw him in there real quick, and he just scored me 29 points and won me the week. I was like, God damn there it, you I go. love you. So now I'm just going to keep him on my team and just you know roll with two tight ends. Yeah, there you go. See how it goes. But anyway, uh, next game we got on here is the Steelers versus the Bills. Uh, Steelers won 23 to 16 in Buffalo. That's pretty impressive. Uh, big things I have from this one were it was a very defensively heavy game, uh, low scoring for these two teams. Usually, usually think this will be a very high shootout. Uh, it definitely hit the under. A lot, a lot of field goals because no offense could really get anything going. Uh, And my big thing is don't overreact to the Bills on this. The Bills are very, very good. They're going to win a lot of games this year. They're going to contend. This is just a hiccup. Like I said, it was very good defensively. Uh, The Steelers played incredible on D. The Bills are fine. Steelers are very good. This is just a very hard-nosed defensive game. Yeah, I, I got to give credit to the Steelers, actually. I mean, I feel like we, we mentioned it on the podcast as, as being a, a good game. And, like, on the surface, you know, it definitely is going to be a good game between two teams that, you know, consistently win 10 games. But I feel like not a lot of people were, were mentioning the Steelers when you say, who would you take to win this game? Mm-hmm. Nine, out, nine out of ten people would say the Bills in a heartbeat, most likely. And the one per, one other person that – 
may not say it's pro- might be a Steelers fan. But you mentioned their defense uh, played well. Uh, I think did, didn't they have a did they did they return a they blocked a the punt return for a touchdown? I know they blocked the yep. punt. Yeah. Yep. So so that that did uh, uh, help propel them obviously, and they made enough plays. Uh, I'm gonna mention uh, Najee Harris later. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily freak out about his you know down game. He he played a lot. Yeah, of his snaps, his stats so. didn't show it, but he looked really good. Yeah. He was running hard. He was yeah. making cuts, just making people look stupid. So his stats didn't show up, but he looked very, very good on the field if you watched him. Yeah, and and as you mentioned on the on the other side, I, I wouldn't uh, freak about freak out about the Bills either. Obviously, with Josh Allen, perennial MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be right up there for the playoff spot. And you obviously every team like lo- would love to start start off one and zero. That has, you know that has a lot better feeling when you're going into that. First practice of next week being one and over so on one, but at the same time there's uh, there's 16 games to go as uh, Aaron Rodgers said in his press conference <laughs> after, uh, after uh, they got dismantled by the Saints. He said nobody freaked out. There's 16 games to go, and yeah, that's that's what I gotta say for the for the Bills fan perspective, and also for the Steelers, uh, a pretty good win on the road. Yeah, very good one. All right, next thing we got here is the uh, the Jets versus the Panthers. Uh, it was kind of a snoozer. It wasn't terrible. wasn't great. wasn't awful, but, you know, it was, it was a game. Uh, both QBs looked very good. Uh, Zach Wilson in his first game started off a little slow, but came back uh, once he got settled in and looked good. Uh, Sam Darnold on a new, fresh team. I think this is exactly what he needed because mm-hmm. he looked pretty darn good. He was – 24 for 35, 279 yards and touchdown. Uh, he led his team very well. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's back. He looked fantastic. Didn't score somehow, but he looked very good. Uh, he was the top fantasy running back this yeah. year, this week, without scoring a touchdown. So yeah. that tells you. I was just going to say, yeah, he, he ended up with – He had uh, one carry, 88 yards, and then – Dirty. Get out there, you cut yeah. out. But yeah, I think you were going to say he had nine receptions for 89 yards too. Yeah. He's the, the leading receiver for the Panthers. So yeah, Chris McCaffrey is really good, and also so is Corey Davis. The connection between Zach Wilson and Corey Davis looks like it's going to be something to look, look out for this year. Which uh, <clears throat> I think I picked him, you know, in one of my uh, one of my categories last week on the fantasy talk about. But right. yeah, Corey Davis looked incredible. Like I said, it wasn't a great game. wasn't a snoozer. It was just kind of, you know, yeah, it was there. So it was, but yeah, Corey Davis looked good. McCaffrey looked good. Both QBs looked halfway decent. So any thoughts on this one, Andrew? Yeah, no, you you pretty much covered it. I think uh, Sam Donald really had a chip on his shoulder going back to New York. Yeah, uh, to to show the Jets that they kind of screwed up there. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, Christian McCaffrey doesn't even have to score to get get twenty seven fantasy points. They're going to, uh, you know, get the ball in his hands, obviously, as much as possible, being the best best player. Uh, so it's good. It's definitely good to see him healthy, and hopefully he can stay healthy for a full season. Because I think, uh, again, you said you picked Corey Davis. I picked uh, the Panthers to be a little sleeper team uh, this year, and that is obviously going to hinge on 
the two players that we touched on, McCaffrey and Darnold, being, you know, the two guys that most likely going to have the ball in their hands the most. But as I, as I just mentioned as well, you, you definitely want to start off 1-0, so you're definitely going to take this win and, and try and move forward. I believe the Panthers play the Saints this weekend, and the Saints the Saints looked really good uh, this week. So we'll see how that uh, yeah, matchup turns out. Next one we got here, we thought was going to be a terrible game, and we're mostly correct, but it was brutal to watch. The Jags versus the Texans. Texans won 37-21, to 21, which nobody saw coming at all. Yeah. Mainly the Texans winning. Secondly, the Texas scoring 37 points. Yeah. Good God. But I think don't overlook this. Don't. Don't, don't freak out about this. The Texans are still terrible. It's just the Jags really, really suck. So it made the Texans look not so bad. Uh, Jags coming in there, brand new coach, brand new quarterback, rookie quarterback. It's, it is what it is, you know. Lawrence threw 51 times, had three touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, he looked like a rookie. In my opinion was probably the worst of the rookie quarterbacks this week. He didn't look good. He didn't look great. He just, I mean, he didn't, I mean, sorry, I didn't, he didn't look good, but he didn't look terrible. He was just kind of yeah. there. Uh, Tyrod Taylor actually didn't look bad. He somehow just always sticks around and just does what he does. He's never terrible. He's never great. He's just average. Uh, Brandon Cooks looked pretty good. Five receptions for 132 yards. Um, the running backs for Houston, nobody really knew who was going to take that number one role. Uh, ended up being Mark Ingram with 26 carries. Uh, he rushed for 85 yards and touchdown. Uh, David Johnson did have a receiving touchdown, so it looks like he's going to be the uh, third down back with Ingram being the first and second. But, yeah, this game was – I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was a lot of defense for the Texans, like I said, with three interceptions on Trevor Lawrence. But it looks like another year of just the Jags being pitiful. And it, it sucks for Urban Meyer because – He's going to get all the ridicule for this because everybody was already ridiculing him before the season even started because nobody really sees him as an NFL coach, obviously. But, yeah, it's uh, – both of these teams are going to have some struggles this year, that's for sure. For me, this this can be classified as, like, the shit bowl. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you – like, these two teams are playing, like, which one is going to be worse for this season? And they're obviously both going to be bad. But for all the points that you mentioned, I mean, the Jaguars are clearly rebuilding. That's why they got the first pick. Obviously, with Travis Etienne out as well, they hope to kind of have him take a bigger role. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 51 times. I think he was 27 for 51 in that game. I don't know if that's the game plan. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what. I don't know what they're trying to do. I, I just hope. I just hope for, it, like history's sake, they don't go in zero and seventeen. Become the first team to go zero and seventeen. I really hope not for Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah. Really hope not. And, and a quick side note: uh, that was the first regular season game. Yeah. That uh, Trevor Lawrence has ever lost in high school, yeah, college, that. and NFL. 
and high school and high school. Yeah, that's yeah, the first race he's lost ever. Yeah, high school as well. Which is fucking you. That's it's insane. Think about that. That's that's, insane. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they never have lost a regular season game. High school, college. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, he, he had to expect it coming on to uh, a terrible team in the NFL. You got to expect to lose. So we'll see how he takes that. And yeah. We'll see how he comes back next week. Um, I believe – who do the Jags play next week? It is – I'm blinking here. It is the, the Broncos. Broncos. So, Broncos look good. That'll be a tough one. Yeah. That, that's definitely not a winnable game. Start the Broncos defense. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Looking at their schedule, um, the, the game they might win could be the Falcons. They do play the Texans again on uh, December 19th. They'll win one game somewhere. They'll, yeah, they'll... They, they get the Falcons, Texans, and Jets. Those are the three games that we'll be watching for to see if the Jags will pick up a victory. The other games, uh, it'll be a huge upset if they happen to win one of those, but those are the three that we'll look for to see if they can actually get one of those dubs. But, yeah, they just – did not look good. Can we can we officially say that uh, the Jaguars are on the clock for the first pick of the twenty twenty two? I mean, it's pretty. It's going to be pretty close between them and the Falcons and the Texans. Those three are going to be. It's going to be a shootout for that number one pick. Speaking, speaking about that, a team that didn't look good is the Falcons. I mean, good grief. But what what is uh what is the next uh what is the we next matchup? We have the Cardinals versus Card- the Titans. Yeah. The uh, Cardinals won 38 to 13, just absolutely destroyed the Titans. Uh, Chandler Jones went off for 15 sacks, which is <laughs> really impressive. Uh, RIP for the boy Taylor Lewan from Bustin' with the Boys podcast. He had a rough day. Uh, he actually issued a public apology <laughs> yeah. for how bad he played because, which it sucks to see because that's his first game back after tearing his ACL last year. So it sucks to see that because I know from listening to his podcast that he's been working really hard in the offseason to get back so it sucks to see for him but i have a feeling he'll bounce back i have a feeling titans will bounce back the cardinals are just really really good they are for real their offense looked incredible uh kyler murray went off Uh, i think he is proving that he is here to stay as a perennial quarterback in this league uh their defense looked really really good at their defensive line uh jj watt was taking a lot of the double teams because he is the star of that of the defensive line but then Chandler Jones uh, reaped the rewards for that with his five sacks looking fantastic uh, their secondary held up strong against the Titans uh, they held Derrick Henry to I believe 58 yards on it was like 20 something carries uh, yes, yes it was 17 sorry 17 carries for 58 yards which if you can hold Derrick Henry to that few amount of yards you're doing something right because that man is just a absolute unit if you can hold him to under 85 that's a that's a yeah. heck of a day yeah i mean it was just it was it was a hard day for the titans they they were struggling defense looked bad offense looked bad they just nobody really saw this one coming but everybody saw it coming they saw it being a good game but they did not expect for the titans to be just destroyed by the cardinals but yeah that was a very good game and a very big statement for the Cardinals franchise there, saying that they are here. They are ready to go. If you recall, uh, I picked the Cardinals to win that game. Yes, you did. And, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Kyler Murray, we, we knew this guy was good, obviously. But just some of those throws that he was making, 
I mean, it was nuts, you know. He and he, I believe he also ran for a touchdown as well. I think he accounted for five of them, which I mean, that's insane. Coupled to DeAndre Hopkins, so that connection is uh has not skipped a beat. The yeah. Titans, I th- as you mentioned, I, I they'll be all right, they've got enough weapons just with that much change, you know, bringing in Julio and, and all. Uh, trying to get him acclimated with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. You've only got one ball, right? So I think it'll take some time, but I think they'll be okay just because their division is uh, is god-awful. So I don't think they have to worry. Uh, I do want to mention real quick, uh, every every NFC West team won this week yes. and every yep. NFC East team lost this week. So that uh, that was something interesting there. NFC that, West, man, that is going to be a powerhouse we, this year. We, yeah, we knew that. And when we did our playoff picks, uh, I think we each had three teams in from those from uh, yep. FC West. And you could you could even argue that, you know, you could see. Uh, yeah, could I could see, see all four get in there. Right. right. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I don't believe it has. Because, I mean, the 49ers looked good for the most part until, you know, Midway through the third quarter, uh, I think. No, I think they look good throughout. I think the the Lions just kind of came back in that one. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals looking good. Titans don't freak out. I think they'll be all right. Uh, AJ Brown was four receptions, forty nine yards. Julio Jones three receptions, twenty nine yards. Uh, the rough Ryan Tannehill day and the rough O line day just kind of that's what happens to wide receivers if the O line and the quarterback aren't having a good day. They also a bad day, so don't 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 read too much into that. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, moving right along here, we have the Chargers versus the Washington football team. Chargers won this game twenty to sixteen. Uh, big story from this was Fitzpatrick placed on the IR. He went out with a hip injury. I believe what they're calling it is a hip subflexor or something yeah. like that. It was some weird term I've never heard before, but it's yeah. basically a like half dislocated hip. So um, I think the last time I saw it was six to eight weeks. Uh, Fitzpatrick is out. So uh, Taylor Heineke in. Former Battlehawk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he and Last year he didn't look bad. So we'll see. No, we'll see what happens this year. Uh, obviously look out for the receiving options on the Washington football team. Uh, my pick to have them go to the Super Bowl is not looking too good now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to I, I want to that. recall that because <laughs> I had Fitzpatrick leading them. I didn't have Tyler Taylor Heineke leading them. So I'd like to recall that hot take there, please. But uh, Antonio Gibson, start him, start him, start him. He's going to be really, really good. They're going to run the ball a lot more now without Fitzpatrick. And then uh, just keep an eye on their receiving options. Uh, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, whenever he gets back. They might be hurt, might not. We'll see what the game plan is with Heineke coming going forward. Their defense is still fantastic. But, uh, yeah, uh, Austin Eckler looked pretty good. Justin Herbert looked decent. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, 31 for 47. 31 of 47 for 337 yards. Uh, Keenan Allen had nine of those receptions for 100 yards. Uh, it was it was it was an okay game, but the big story was obviously Fitzpatrick going down. Sucks to see that because everybody loves Fitzpatrick. Fitz magic. Nobody likes to see him get hurt and not be able to play football the game he loves. 
Yeah, being how old how old he is now, uh, yeah. you never you never really know how long it'll take for him to get uh, get back. But obviously, we wish him a, a speedy recovery. Yeah, I mean, this game was was just kind of uh, you know we picked it as kind of like a sneaky good game, and I guess it was. You know, final score of twenty sixteen. Uh, I think, I mean, it's a good win, obviously, for the Chargers going on the road and and picking up the win. Each team's got a lot to build on, and obviously, uh, the foot, watching the football team now has got uh, to kind of re rethink their game plan moving forward. Uh, big big story for me, as you mentioned, Antonio Gibson stardom. I think they'll uh, start using him a little bit more in the screen game. Kind of a shocking thing to me was uh, Austin Eckler had no catches this week. He did, I don't even think he had any targets. Uh, which was interesting to me, but I, I wouldn't panic on that either. I think, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't get any of those, which is unusual. But if you watched him when he was running, he looked strong. Yeah. So that's his his stats didn't show it, but he looked good. That's why I said he had a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is kind of weird that he's not getting any receptions because last year that's was his big. That was his was, mo. Yeah. yeah he, he's a receiving back, so. I don't know if that was just game scripts. I don't know what it was, but hopefully we'll see that pick up because Austin Eckler, his main ability, like I said, is receiving the ball in the backfield yeah. or even just on those like short little dump offs. So we'll see if that improves. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what Tyler, Tyler, Taylor Heineke can do. Because like I said, he looked good last year. We'll see what he can do. Um, like you said, formal Battle Hawk. Got to always root for the Battle Hawks. Oh yeah, of course. I wish they were still playing. Me too. To watch. Anyway, next game we have the Eagles versus the Falcons. Uh, Eagles routed the Falcons thirty-two to six. Uh, the Falcons are really, really bad. They just do not look good. Their defense is not good. Their offense is not good at all. Uh, Falcons looked. I mean, they look good. Jalen Hurts was twenty-seven for thirty-five, uh, two hundred and sixty-four yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, he is he's the number one option there. He everybody thought it was going to happen. Now he just proved it. Uh, six receptions for seventy-one yards and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown looked really really nice. That was a great catch, great throw by Jalen Hurts. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's getting old. <laughs> I think it's time to find yeah. a new option. I think next year they're going to be like I said, they're going to be one of those top three picks. So they're going to get. One of those quarterbacks coming out, he was 21 for 35 for 164 yards and no touchdowns because they didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, the big thing, Mike Davis had the most carries, but he was not the most efficient running back on that team. That would be Cordell Patterson. <laughs> 54 <laughs> yards, baby. Leading rusher with 54 yards is a, is on a, seven carries. He's a fucking wide receiver. Good God, dude. <laughs> Miles Davis was 15 carries for 49 yards. Uh, receiving options obviously got hurt because Matt Ryan wasn't that good. Those, they're, I mean, they just they, they couldn't stand the field for anything. Uh, Calvin Early, five for 51. Uh, Kyle Pitts, four for 31. Uh, big thing, Russell Gage, who was one of the guys I said to look out for, was zero for zero on two targets. And he, not looking good for my guy Russell Gage there. And, I mean, and I, I chuckled this morning because I saw you dropped him. I did. <laughs> I immediately dropped him. <laughs> he was one of my guys. But when I saw how bad their offense looked and how 
not proficient Matt Ryan looked, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut my losses here early. And if he, if he proves me right and I end up suffering for dropping him, well, <laughs> I hope he does prove me right and turns out to be really good. But, yeah, uh, there was other options that I could pick up on the on the waiver wire, and I would just cut my losses with Russell Gage because that offense is just not going to be good at all. Uh, but, like I said, Eagles look good. Devontae Smith looked good. Jen Hurts looked good. Yeah, that, that was just – that was another one of those games that was kind of a snoozer. It just kind of happened. You look over and see a touchdown yeah. here and there for the Eagles, and that was about it. <laughs> Yeah, for for fantasy purposes, obviously, uh, you're going to need Matt Ryan to get going. I don't think a lot of people have Matt Ryan as their overall starting quarterback, but you got no, Mike Davis. You got Mike Davis, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Kyle Pitts, and, and you maybe you got some of those deeper guys like a Russell Gage. And if he's only throwing for, uh, for 164 yards, 4.7 yards per attempt. It's rough. Uh, yeah, I mean – you mentioned they're definitely going to be up there for for a top five pick, if not top three. I mean, no, again, top three. Like, <laughs> definitely like, top three. Like, like we're like over here thinking the like the Eagles are aren't that great. I mean, they, they look no. they looked great or they looked good this week, but they're they're a bottom feeder in their own division for crying out loud, and they went into Atlanta and. Yeah, no problem. So I, I really yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think it was just a game that made them look really good because the Falcons yeah. are that bad. Yeah. But I think when they play good teams, it's gonna be a struggle for them. Their defense isn't the best. They they do struggle in that. Uh their running game with Miles Sanders leading the way. It's not too much to be looking forward to there. Uh big thing for them though was uh Gainwell. Yeah. He definitely took over that third down back spot from yeah. Boston Scott. So sucks to see that for Scott, but Kenneth Gainwell, rookie, looking real good. Yeah. Might be a sleeper to pick up if if he's already drafted in your dynasty leagues. Might pick yeah. him up on the waivers because he should be there for a while. And uh, hopefully he takes over from Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders is just – he's just one of those guys that's – Never really fantasy relevant. He's just kind of filling in a spot for a running back because they need a spot. <laughs> They'll have one or two good games here and there, but otherwise he's just kind of a snoozer. Well, but, is, yeah, I mean, like I said, this game was a kind of an eh game, in my opinion. And, and you know what? Like, I have, I have Miles Sanders on Dynasty. I wasn't too thrilled about it because uh, I he was, like, my first running back that I took because I, I waited to take a running back to, like, round yeah. six, you know? Rip. And – but the thing about him is he's, he's only 24. It feels like he's been in the league for 10 years. He's only 24. Um, I don't know if he's, like, the answer there. And with Jalen Hurts, his running ability, too, I think he ran for 62 yards this game. So that, that definitely takes away some of his uh, value there as well. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Gainwell, uh, he – I mean, he impressed the heck out of me. I think I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be a special player. Uh, I agree. So, so we'll, we'll see how they continue to use him. Uh, in the offense, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be a long season for uh, Falcon fans. At least they got a nice stadium with cheap food. <laughs> Jesus, but Chick Fil A closed on Sundays, so you can't get Chick Fil A anyway. R.I.P. God damn, I love Chick Fil A. <laughs> Moving on, <sighs> the one I've been looking forward to talking about here, 
My Cincinnati Bengals beat the Falcons 27-24 in an OT thriller. You got two very good offenses, two very improved defenses from last year. This was a very, very good game. And God, did I love to watch it because my Bengals are 1-0, baby. Let's go. Joe Burrow looked incredible, 20 for 27, 261 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, looked really good. We had a little bit of a scare. He had, a, he had to limp off the field with a, holding his knee for a little bit, but I think it just got a little tight. He went on right, right onto the bike and uh, kind of worked it out a little bit. Uh, Joe Mixon looked incredible. 29 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. He is back. He is strong. He's ready to go. Uh, the receiving options, Jamar Chase. I don't know what the hell was going on with him in the preseason, but those woes are gone. He didn't drop anything. He looked really good. Five receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the big 50-yard touchdown he had was very nice. He didn't put any moves on. He's just faster and shit and just blew by the defender for an easy touchdown. That connection looked great. Uh, T. Higgins looked good. Tyler Boyd looked good. Uh, the big thing at the end, uh, like you said, in uh, we had the big play, uh, Joe Burrow throwing the ball to C.J. Uzama. Uh, originally that play was called in as a run, but Joe Burrow being the absolute stud that he is audible at the line and called for that gutsy throw on fourth down. I believe it was like fourth and 12 or something. It was a pretty long fourth down. So that was a very gutsy call. They're an absolutely beautiful pass to CJ Zama, which set up the game winning field goal by our rookie, Evan McPherson. Uh, all that being brought upon by, Fumble recovery bit by Jermaine Pratt. Could be a little controversial fumble recovery. Dalvin Cook was very close to being down. Uh, yeah. I think it helped that they called it a fumble on the field. There wasn't enough to overturn that. I think it helped us a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to take the dub. Love to see it. My Bengals are 1-0. We're looking good. Our offense is great. Our defense was very much improved. Our D-line looked very good. Uh, got a lot of pressure on to Kirk Cousins. Uh, our secondary is improved. They're still not there yet, but they did look very good. Our linebackers look good. Safeties, I think we have one of the best safety duos in the league uh, with Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Uh, Vikings did look good. Their offense, like I said, it's probably two of the best offenses in the league. Kirk Cousins throwing for 351 yards because, honestly, he had to. Uh, Davin Cook struggled a little bit, 20 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Adam Thielen is incredible. He is a touchdown machine. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, nine receptions, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. He just always seems to get open in the end zone. I don't know what it is, but that man is just an absolute touchdown machine. But like I said, my Cincinnati Bengals are 1-0, and undefeated, tied for first place in the AFC North. Love to see it. Go Bengals, who day? And your prediction of 14 wins. Let's go, baby. We're on our way. <laughs> is off to a solid start. Uh, given this is just one game, but I think it's a huge, it's obviously a huge step for the Bengals, first of all, to have Joe Burrow leave the game healthy. Yeah. Right. And then did you, did you happen to see the, uh, the like overlay of that? Touchdown pass between him and Jamar Chase. At a, that was LSU. one of the sickest videos I think I've ever watched. It was like the same thing. It was like the same same 
motions, everything. Whoever whoever put that together deserves an award because that was fucking amazing. I love it. I've watched that video probably 20 times already. <laughs> it is so cool. It's literally per it's identical. It's incredible. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that I'm, connection is there. It's gonna be really, really good. And I was worried about Jamar Chase coming to this game because like I said, he sucked in the preseason. He impressed me, and I am looking forward to it. And I think it was a great pick to pick him up and have that electric offense rather than having Swell, who I don't believe looked very good in his game. And I believe that was a 50-yard, 50-yard. It was like for midfield. Yes, yes, he had a 50-yard reception. That was – he just blew by his defender, didn't even need a move. He's just that fast. He blew by him. Uh, Joe Burrow threw an absolute dime, and it was – I mean, it was fucking incredible. Like I said, five reception, 101 yards. That that connection is there. It is real, and it is going to stay for a while. I hope. And it, it was obviously a gutsy play call on fourth fourth down. Uh, trusting Joe Burrow, he was obviously fired up after that. Sealed the win, as you mentioned, one and zero. Quickly, I want to mention, I, I if I were to put money on it, I think uh, I think Mike Zimmer is the first coach fired this year. I'd have to agree. He's definitely on the hot seat. Uh, he should have had this team into the playoffs every single year by now because he's yeah. they got he, they have all they have all the weapons he needs. Their yeah. defense should be a lot better because he's a defensive coach. Yeah, which they were improved from last year. I will say that they did look a little bit better than last year, but they're still not there. I, I'd have to agree. He's probably going to be the first out, and, and he's and definitely one of the guys that's on the hottest seat. Oh, for sure. To start the season. I, and I, I every year I want to say like Matt Nagy, you know, with the Bears, but he how is he still there? Uh, they didn't look great in their game either. They looked okay, but it's like you got to make a decision on a quarterback. Anyway, that's another discussion. But for this sake of this discussion, the Bengals did look good, and actually that was a, that was a decent tie-in by myself. The Bengals and Bears play each other next week, so that was a, a pretty a pretty good. Pretty good tie-in by myself. So, uh, what, right. I could rant on the Bengals looking good for you yeah. for hours, so we'll go ahead and move on now, though. Uh, next thing we got on here is the 49ers versus the Lions. Niners won 41-33. to 33. Uh, Golf started to come back at the very end there. He started off super slow. Uh, Lions started to come back at the end. They looked a little bit better, but could, just didn't have enough to get up there to beat the Niners. Uh, Niners are back. They're healthy. They looked very good. Uh, big story from this is Raheem Mostert was in for three plays and then got injured yet again. My God, the guy cannot stay healthy. Uh, he is out for the season. He's having surgery, I believe, on his ACL. He's gone. Uh, Elijah Mitchell came in and looked very good. Trey Sermon, I have no idea what's going on with that. He was a healthy scratch. Uh I believe he's going to come in. It's going to be a battle between Eliza Mitchell and Trey Sermon for that number one back. It could be a committee. Not really sure. The, the 49ers are obviously a huge run team, so whoever does get that lead back role is going to be incredible. But their defense looks great. Offense looks great. The 49ers are back, and they're going to be real good this year. Yeah, I was – you know, they, they obviously had a huge – huge lead in this game and kind of relinquished it. Uh, it. It was interesting real quick to kind of just see how both uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields were used this week. They were both used in like red zone packages. Uh, yeah. Trey Lance threw for a touchdown. Justin Fields ran for one. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how long until each of those guys take over. 
you mentioned obviously the big story ended up being Mostert, but you know before the game was Trey Sermon being healthy scratch, not even. So who knows? Like next week, who knows if Mitchell is still going to be the guy? If Sermon's get Sermon most likely is going to have to come back now. Like he's not going to be healthy scratch anymore with their. Running that back. made literally no sense because Sermon they, looked really, really good in the preseason. I have absolutely no idea what the hell was going on there. That I mean, I, when I saw that, I was a little shocked, to be honest, because that kind of blew my mind. I thought for sure he was going to be the number two, and it's uh, obviously he wasn't. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, and they, they have Jermichael Hasty as well, so it'll be interesting to see how that running back room plays out. And if uh, if that changes how they use uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as well, but I mean, yeah, they also not... just picked up uh, Carry on Johnson off uh, waivers. Yeah, he was off free agency this week, so anytime we'll see if he you, comes in and does anything, anytime you put uh, put up forty one points, that's all. That's a good sign. Yeah, but uh, T.J. Hawkinson looked very good for the Lions. Eight receptions, ninety seven yards, and touchdown. Uh, looks like he's going to be the uh, leading receiver for that team. In 10 Obviously targets. Tied in, <laughs> it's not too good looking for that. But I mean, if you're a good tight end, you could be the leading receiver. Look at Travis Kelsey. Even with Tyreek Hill, he's the leading receiver on that team. So obviously, TJ Hawkinson can do it. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I tried to get TJ Hawkinson in a couple of my leagues, only got him in one. A little sad about that, mm-hmm. but that's another point to say about later. But Jared Goff, like I said, looked bad to start. Came back, looked a lot better later. Yeah. I don't know about that one. He's just kind of one of those guys that's sometimes he has good games, usually he's not that good. So, And it was definitely interesting to me to kind of see how they used the running backs as well. Jamal Williams ended up being like a leading rusher. I think he was was announced as the starter as well, and I don't know if that was like just trying to get DeAndre Swift kind of acclimated. Obviously, DeAndre Swift had that long touchdown reception, but Jamal Williams scored as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they use uh, their running back. Uh, room as well. Maybe the 49ers and, and Lions would be uh, making a trade at some point in the season. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that was kind of like an interesting game. It felt like it was over. And then if you were glued to the TV at the end because, you know, Diego Samuel fumbled and, and the Lions tried to come back, but they fell short. So uh, we'll see how each of these two teams fare in week two. Uh, could be a sneak peek of uh, what we talk about later, but we'll get into that here in a bit. Yeah. Next game we got here is the Seahawks versus the Colts. Uh, Seahawks won 28 to 16. Uh, Russell Wilson looked very good in the new offense. Uh, they let Russ cook and he came out hot. They scored on their first three drives, I believe, touchdowns on all three of them. Uh, and then their defense is back. Uh, they're not quite to Legion of Boom caliber, but they're getting there. They look very good. Uh, Seahawks came out hot and just cruised to a huge lead and then let their defense take over and just control the game. Uh, like I said, Russell Wilson looked great, 18-23, uh, 254 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Chris Carson was good enough to just keep the clock running, uh, 16 carries for 91 yards. Uh, big plays to Tyler Lockett, uh, four receptions for 100 yards, two touchdowns, had a couple huge touchdowns, a 23-yard pass and a 69-yard pass from Russell Wilson. Good number. 
Uh, DK Metcalf had another reception for a touchdown as well. So their receiving options look really good. And Russ Wilson looked fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, Seahawks are they're, they're back to looking real good like they used to in a couple years ago. Colts were, I mean, they didn't look terrible. Carson Wentz wasn't mad. bad. He was 25 of 38 for 251 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, JTT, 17 carries for 56 yards. Uh, big story there was Naeem Hines had a lot, a lot of touches there. He, yeah, that's, that's gonna be, that's gonna be tough for all of the Jonathan Taylor owners out there because Naeem Hines mm-hmm. is taking a lot of touches away from Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines didn't look bad either. But like I said, Colts didn't look bad. It's just the Seahawks looked a lot, lot better and just took control of that game and kept it the whole time. Yeah, this this was actually like my lock, my lock of the week was uh, Seattle, which was an interesting dot, obviously being on the road, but they they uh, got Tyler Lockett involved early with a bomb, and you mentioned Russell Wilson looked good, and and one of my friends said to me, he's like, is this gonna be the same thing as last year, or Russell Wilson is MVP for seven weeks, and and then kind of goes downhill, but I mean. We talk about the NFC West. They're they're going to beat up on each other, but they're going to have three, maybe four teams in, and Seattle is going to be one of them. Uh, they they play the Titans this week at home, so and you feel like that's almost a maybe now a must win for the Titans because of how bad the division is. But uh, that's going to be a big like, game. Yeah, for them, that. just just a bounce back, right? So. I think that'll be one of the better games of uh, the week two slate. But as you mentioned, Russell Wilson looked good, and Seattle uh, pulled off a pretty, pretty easy victory. All you know, all, all victories are good, especially on the road. It's a nice win. Mm-hmm. I agree. Moving right along here, uh, next game we got is the Battle of Bama quarterbacks: Dolphins versus Patriots. Uh, Dolphins pulled out the narrow win, 17 to 16. Uh, big stories from this. Mac Jones looked good. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it's probably the best of the rookie QBs this week. Uh, 29 to 39 for 281 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I was just, he looked like a Tom Brady 2.0. Wasn't making any huge, incredible plays. He was just making good, accurate throws. Uh, looking like a nice franchise QB that's going to stay there for a while. Looked like the ideal Bill Belichick quarterback. Uh, Tua was very average, uh, 16 of 27, 202 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, this game was really just back and forth the entire time and came down to the wire in a Nick Falk 33-yard field goal. Um, but, yeah, really, really not too many takeaways from this game other than Mac Jones looked really good. And uh, it's just two teams that are going to be kind of middle of the pack. Uh, and definitely in that division, that's probably going to be up for grabs for the second place in that division behind the Bills. I think Bills are going to run away with that. But, yeah, this game was kind of just there. Another one of those ones that was kind of a snoozer. Nobody yeah. was really paying attention too much to. Not a whole lot of production, but just Mac Jones looked good. So that's, that's something good to see for the Patriots fans. Yeah, and I think – for Dolphins, from the Dolphins' perspective, obviously, Tua uh, was kind of had like man numbers. He, he's going to be a quarterback that doesn't really hurt. Yeah, I mean, doesn't really make too many mistakes. But is he going to provide the uh, the explosive play? Probably not. 
obviously did enough uh, here to earn the victory. It was a close one, 17-16, but in Foxborough as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Patriots usually pretty good there. So feel feel good about the Dolphins. I think I, I think I had them uh, sneaking into the into the playoffs uh, this year. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember who I picked. Is that is that a good thing to admit? Uh, but yeah, not about that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, as, as you mentioned, it, you know, it, obviously a close game, but nothing nothing too exciting, nothing too terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Move on to a better game. This one was a whole lot better to watch. This I actually got to watch this one a lot because it was my local game due to the Browns. Uh, Browns versus Chiefs. Chiefs pulled up the victory, 33-29. to 29. This was a very, very good game, a very exciting game to watch. Uh, two offenses that were just strolling down the field and just kind of just having their way with each other. Uh, Chiefs looked just as good as usual. I mean, they're just kind of always there, and they're always really good. Uh, Pat Mahomes was incredible, 27 of 36, 337 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Clyde was – it was kind of there. It was kind of game strip at this game, though, really not a whole lot of rushing for the Chiefs, a lot more throwing. Uh, Tyreek Hill was very good, 11 receptions for 197 yards and a touchdown, including a very long 75-yard touchdown pass. Uh, Travis Kelsey looked really good. He just kind of had his way, like he usually does. Uh, on the Brown side of the ball, uh, Nick Chubb, 15 carries for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Cream Hunt uh, also ran in for his own touchdown, only 33 yards. But like usual, Nick Chubb uh, kind of took control of that game. He looked very good. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it was kind of an up-and-down game for him. He had 21 uh, for 28, 321 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, his receivers, Jarvis Landry looked good. He had a couple really good plays. He only had five receptions for 71 yards, but if you watched it, he looked pretty good, looked very spry. He had a couple uh, pretty good missed tackles that he had that kind of came out of there. Uh, and Joku looked very good, uh, had a big 43-yard reception. But, uh, yeah, overall, Chiefs, they looked good. They're going to be good, like usual. Their offense is going to be incredible. Uh, Terry Kill, Travis Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes. That trio there is just – God, they're fun to watch. <laughs> I will say that. You got, any th- you got any thoughts on this one, Andrew? Um, it felt like a, a game that uh, the Browns should have won. They seem to be in control. They – their first drive was an absolute statement drive. And both running backs did score. Uh, the big turning point was their punter on that punt, uh, mishandling the ball and then giving it back to the Chiefs. That was after they had went down, and you had mentioned the Tyreek Hill bomb. Uh, this was the 10th uh, comeback of Mahomes' career when he's been down 10 or more points, that is extremely impressive. They're never out of the game with that big playability, and you saw plenty of that with Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey is always a red zone threat were pretty much my takeaways from this game. And also, real quick, the Browns 
are like 120 and one in season openers. Jesus Christ. And they've, yeah, so they've only won one season opener ever. That's a, that's, gee, that's a very pitiful stat there. Good Lord. That sucks. I thought it was bad being a Bengals fan. Jesus. That's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's I don't great. know what was going on with that point, man. He just, I guess it was just a loss of concentration or what, yeah, but yeah. it just kind of bounced off his hand and dropped it. And he just, it, it was kind of pathetic watching him try to run around and get it out of that. I don't know what the hell was wrong with him. Yeah, that was. That was brutal. I don't know about that one. He looked kind of like a like one of the skater stoner kids, so maybe he was a <laughs> little high out there, not paying attention. But that's well, we won't say that. But yeah, it was that was hard to watch. Browns definitely should have won that game. I think that was the turning point there. This gave Chiefs fantastic field position, which they scored off of, and that kind of just turned the tide there. But yeah, good game. Two two teams that are going to be pretty darn good this year. So we'll see how they shape up. Uh. Moving along here, we have a game that everybody thought was going to be really, really good. Ended up being absolute dog shit. Uh, Packers versus Saints. The Saints just absolutely destroyed the Packers, 38-3. to uh, Jameis Winston looked really good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you are pathetic. You are a piece of garbage. Yeah. If you're going to come out here and look like that and not try, just fucking retire, buddy. I mean, come on. Everybody liked you until now. That was just – even the people who I, – I, I was a fan of Aaron Rodgers until now. That was – I mean, that was just pathetic. If you're not going to try, if you're going to go out there and do this shit, just retire. I mean, the fans of Green Bay don't deserve this. They cheered you on, and they have been behind you for years. Don't do, – I mean, that's, come on, man. And then he comes out there and just says he had an off game. There's 16 more games in the season. I mean, sorry, 15. Just shut up. <laughs> come on, buddy. Let Jordan Love take over, retire, do a Brett Favre, retire, come back on a different team. Don't make the Green Bay Packers fans go through this shit. Uh, anyway, off of that, Devontae Adams uh, looked good per usual, five receptions, 56 yards. No touchdown, though, which is rare for a Devontae Adams game. Uh, Aaron Jones, that was rough. <laughs> They didn't really run the ball too often because they were trying to come back. So he had a bad game, five carries for only nine yards. Uh, RIP to me because I started him in two of my leagues. Kind of sucked. A.J. Dillon was actually the best runner on that game for the Packers with 19 yards on four carries. Uh, it, it was just a routing for the Saints. Uh, Jamie Swinson looked really good. Uh, 14 for 20, 140 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, if he would have had to throw the ball more, he probably would have looked even better. He just didn't have to throw the ball because they dominated that game. It was a whole lot of runs. Uh, Kamara had 20 carries. Uh, Jones Jr. had 11. So that was just a lot of running. Uh, they're tied in Dwayne Harris – or sorry, Deontay Harris. Got that one wrong there. Uh, two receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. He looked pretty good. Uh, Adam Troutman was, looked like he was going to be the number one tight end. He just didn't produce as much as Harris. So we'll see how that one shapes out. But, yeah, Jameis looked good. Uh, finally on a team, I think sitting behind Drew Brees uh, helped him a lot, helped him mature. He wasn't making as many dumb, stupid plays. Uh, he, looked, he looked really good. I'm impressed by Jameis Winston. Yeah, obviously the five touchdowns helps. Uh, 
and Drew Brees is kind of funny. You know, he, he obviously joined NBC in the analyst this year, and he joked about uh, the Saints missing that deep ball for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, this was a game that I don't think a lot of uh, people saw coming. Uh, one of the guys that I work with is a huge Saints fan, and he uh, said right off the bat, you know, this is obviously before the game started, he said, uh, today today's going to be a loss, but hopefully we can build on it. So I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a single, didn't throw a touchdown. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, rust and uh, having distractions during the offseason. I mentioned his press conference earlier. He said there's still 16 games to go. Obviously, that's player speak, coach speak, something. But they just didn't look right from from the start. You know, it was quickly like 14 nothing, and and this game is over. So uh, we'll see if they can bounce back this week. They play the Lions. Yeah. I mean, you hope they can. You hope they can beat them and and yeah. get back on the right track. But definitely not how the Packers wanted to start this season. Yeah, Rodgers, uh, he was 15 of 28 for 133 yards and two interceptions. Uh, did get benched for Jordan Love. So that's obviously never good. You're, for your reigning MVP getting benched. Uh, threw two interceptions, which is very unlike Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last year, he had five interceptions on the entire season and is already almost halfway to that or one game. Uh, uh, he had a passer rating of 36.8. And I believe I saw a stat that if he would have just thrown every single ball into the dirt, he would have had a higher passer rating. I believe it was like a 39 or 40 or something like that. But he had a lower passer rating than if he would have just thrown every single ball into the dirt. So that's, I mean... If, if he really yeah. just had an off game, he had a very, very off game. But in my opinion, he just he just didn't look like he was trying at all. He just was kind of just throwing. He was doing a lot of things that you don't usually see Aaron Rodgers do. Obviously, he took a lot of off time in this offseason trying to get traded and trying to negotiate that deal there. That definitely hurt him. I just don't think it hurt him that much because he's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you got the skills, you got the skills. He just didn't really look like he cared at all, which it sucks to see because <laughs> reigning MVP doing that shit, it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, hopefully he can. Obviously, it's Aaron Rodgers, so I feel like he can get it under control, but I feel like uh, definitely Packers fell flat this week. So we'll see if they can uh, bounce back versus the Lions this week. That's uh, a good game. Yeah, I think I'm so. It's a, a Monday night game. So we'll see if that is as good as the Monday night game of this past week, which we'll get into here in a second. Honestly, the, the next game on the list is the Broncos versus Giants. I think that one could pretty much be skipped. It could be skipped over. <laughs> I could be wrong. You know, if you, if you want to mention. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, other things to mention. David Jones. 27 13. David yeah. Jones. Good God. I mean, we got to get some spider attack for this guy or something. Yeah. He cannot stop fumbling the ball. Uh, Teddy looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon looked very good. Had a huge long run. He broke off for, uh, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't much from this game except for the <laughs> Giants are not that good. I think it's about time to move on from Daniel Jones. Uh, Broncos, they're there. They might contend for a playoff spot, might not. 
Their receivers look decent. Running backs look decent. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked competent. So, yeah, not really much from that game. Broncos won 27-13. Uh, Giants will be in the Thursday night game against the Washington football team. Uh, has the lowest over-under of the week. Probably going to be a terrible game, in my opinion. But it's Thursday night. It's prime time. Everybody's going to be watching. We'll see. See if Daniel Jones can rally and come back. I doubt it, but we'll see. So, yeah, snoozer. Skip that one on to a very, very good game. Very fun to watch. Bears versus Rams. Uh, Rams won the game 34-14. The Rams offense is for real. Matthew Stafford looked incredible. He looked happy. He looked like he was having fun out there. Uh, their, their offense finally matches up with their defense, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat them. I think they are definitely the favorites in the NFL right now, uh, even more so than the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford, I believe it was his second best QBR game of his career. Thank God, because honestly, I mean, he was just suffering up in Detroit. He's mm-hmm. finally on a team where they can they have enough weapons around him. Their defense looks really good. Per usual, uh, like I said, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop them. Uh, Cooper Cup had a very good game. Uh, Robert Woods was his kind of – those two just kind of go back and forth. Cup will have one really good game, then Woods will have a really good game. Uh, don't look too much into that. Uh, their running game was as good as it needed to be for that. Uh, Andy Dalton, eh. My guy, Red Rifle, he's always going to be my guy, long-time bangle, but he didn't look very good. Uh, he just couldn't really get anything going. Uh, Justin Fields came on for, I think, what, four or five plays. Uh, he didn't – he completed a couple shuttle passes. He completed his one pass. That was actually uh, – looked pretty good. Uh, like you said earlier, he did run in for a touchdown which absolutely enraged all of the Bears fans because nobody really knows what the hell Matt Nagy is doing, not putting Justin Fields in for more. Because when he looks that good and Dalton looks that bad, I mean, you got to have something going on here that Nagy's – no, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. He just sucks, honestly. Uh, and the only other thing, Montgomery looked pretty good. So, any thoughts on this one, Andrew? Yeah, I think David – you mentioned David Montgomery was, was the bright spot. Uh, they didn't. A lot of people didn't know if he was going to continue his form from the end of last year, and I, I don't. I, if I recall, I don't think the Rams allowed a hundred yard uh, rusher last year, and uh, David Montgomery, not. David Montgomery rushed for over hundred yards. Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, Fields. It's a matter of when, not if. I think it needs to be sooner. Um, and yeah, you also mentioned. Uh, Matthew Stafford, we kind of talked about him last podcast about how, you know, Robert Woods and those receivers might get an uptick in value because of Stafford being there. Uh, and and I, I honestly, I don't disagree with you. I think they could be a favorite in the NFC. I really do. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if, if Stafford keeps this up, I think he's probably the odds-on favorite for MVP next to Josh Allen. But if he plays like he did – uh, on Sunday night, uh, it's going to be pretty tough to beat him out. Yeah. Because he looked great. And like I said, looked like he was having fun. He was smiling. He was enjoying himself. 
which is, in my opinion, fantastic to see for Matt Stafford because he has just been suffering in the pit of the Detroit Lions. So it's good to see him out there and having a good time and winning games looking very, very good, like Matthew Stafford has for many years, just finally having pieces around him to make that look even better. And, yeah, like I said, Rams, they're, they're going to be tough to beat this year. Yep. Uh, moving on to our final game here of the week. A uh, very good game on Monday Night Football, Raiders versus Ravens. Raiders came back in OT to win 33-27. to uh, This was an incredible, incredible game. I was very mad at myself because I laid my head down at the end of the fourth quarter there. I fell asleep. I missed it. I woke up, and I saw the Raiders won, and it was overtime. I was like, God damn it, I'm so mad at myself right now. But I watched all the highlights and the replays. And, man, did it look good. Uh, both teams looked, I mean, better than expected, in my opinion, because uh, I didn't have high hopes for the Ravens, especially after losing Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, but their rushing yeah. game looked pretty darn good. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr looked very good. Josh Jacobs, he didn't really rush for that much, but he scored two touchdowns. They used him on the goal line a lot. Uh, Darren Waller was Absolutely incredible. Uh, 10 receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Derek Carr might have been forcing the ball to Darren Waller a couple too many times. but I was going to say real quick, like when they when they showed his stat line, I was shocked he had 19 targets. 19, yep, 19 That targets. is nuts. But, yeah, you mentioned, I think, because uh, I was following the game, on obviously watching and, uh, you know, flipping back and forth and whatnot and, some people just said, maybe, maybe you want to look uh, somebody else's way, but. <laughs> Whatever works, man. I mean, they, if they won in a game, might as well keep doing it. Because Darren Waller, he didn't, he had a couple drop passes that didn't look very good. But once he got going, I mean, if you're yeah. getting 19 targets, you're going to have a pretty damn good week. You got to grab me targets you're dropping. Yeah. yeah 10 receptions, 105 yards. He looked good. That connection looks very, very good. And this, this. Obviously, the probably the two best games of the week were the Thursday night game. Well, I don't know. There, there were there were a handful of good games this week. Thursday night game was good, and, and obviously this game, what a roller coaster! Like if you're if you had money betting on this game, you know you had, if you had the over the under, you know money lines, yard player props, if you had it all, you you were locked in. And if you know, obviously the Ravens uh, or the the Raiders. Felt like they were going to win there and then didn't win. We had to go to overtime. So, I mean, this game had it all for sure. Yeah. Uh, on the defensive side, Max Crosby looked really, really good. He had okay. two sacks, two tackles for loss, uh, five total QB hits. Uh, Carl Nassib was the one who forced the fumble on Lamar Jackson uh, in overtime, which helped the Raiders win. He looked very good. Uh, their D-line looked great. Uh, the Ravens. Uh, the big thing to watch for was their rushing attack. Obviously, losing J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards hurt them a lot, but uh, their run game looked good. Lamar Jackson, obviously, he loves to run. He was the leading rusher this week with 12 carries for 86 yards. But uh, their two running backs, uh, Tyson Williams, nine carries, 65 and a touchdown. Latavius Murray, 10 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Uh, looks like that's probably going to end up being a committee back there. So fantasy wise, you might be able to stream both of them because obviously yeah. they run so much. You could probably start both of them, but 
doesn't look like there's going to be one absolute stud. Uh, Sammy Watkins looked very good. Yeah, uh, and so I kind of so I kind of uh, forgot he was on the on the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of came out of nowhere, catch a couple balls. I was like, oh shit, there's Sammy Watkins. Uh, yeah. Four receptions for 96 yards. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, six really receptions for 69 yards and yeah. touchdown. He did look good. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he'll be he'll be in pretty good shape for a probably top 10, top 15 fantasy wide receiver finish, maybe possibly. Yeah, might be a hot take, but that's if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews was kind of invisible. he's quiet. Yeah. yeah, he didn't really. He had three receptions for 20 yards. Uh, you thought he'd be used more, but. Um, I wouldn't look too much into it. Mark Andrews is very, very good. Uh, he's one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets in past years, so I think he'll be all right. But, yeah, two very good teams, in my opinion. I, I thought this game might be a stinker because I didn't really have faith in either of these teams, but they came out and proved me wrong. It was a very, very impressive game. Yeah, well, it was, a, it was definitely a great way to to uh, cap off the first week and, and that uh, Vegas crowd was was crazy it was a crazy environment and a crazy game and uh maybe the raiders can take a step i don't know they've never had a winning season under john gruden so far uh so we'll see it's obviously a long season again going back to what aaron Rodgers said but first week was jam-packed with good games and we can only hope that week two brings us the same intensity and energy. I agree. All right. We'll move on to our next segments here. Uh, we'll, we'll run through these fairly quickly. We don't want to have make, have make you guys listen for too long. We uh, Going through all those games takes a while, but there's a lot of things to hit. It was a very good week in NFL. Uh, so we'll go ahead and move right along here. Our, our next segment, we have our this week's locks and upsets this coming week in the NFL. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the locks. Uh, Andrew, you want to go ahead and start and tell me what your lock for game of the week is here? Yeah, I feel like – I don't know if this is de- definitely considered cheating because <laughs> because anything can happen in the NFL. But I'm going to start like – I'm going to start this segment with uh, what I believe to be a softball. Um, I got Browns over Texas. I believe the line is currently 12.5 point favorites for the Browns. Obviously, it is on the road. That's a big line. Jesus. But, uh, you know, I feel like Browns want to avenge letting that game slip away in Kansas City. And Texans scored 37 points. I don't believe that's happening again this year. So I'm going to get the Sharpie out, and I'm going to move uh, the Browns to one-on-one this week. I like it. I like it. I also kind of went with one that I didn't want to go with. Uh, didn't want to go with the chalk pick. Obviously, you yeah. could pick the Buccaneers, but my pick for the lock of the week is the Rams over the Colts. Uh, Rams are favored by three point five. Uh, I believe the Rams come out just like the Seahawks did last week and just kind of take control and score a couple pretty quick touchdowns, and then just let their defense take over and control the game and. Carson Wentz and the Colts just won't be able to keep up with them. Uh, Stafford's going to take over, and he's going to just absolutely torch that Colts secondary, which just didn't look good. They, I think that's probably one of the worst secondaries in the league, which sucks because they're usually a very good defense in the Colts. But, yeah, I think Rams are going to come out. They're going to score quick. They're going to score a lot and then just let that 
dominant defense take over and poor Wentz just won't be able to won't be able to keep up and won't be able to come back. So my lock of the week is the Rams over the Colts. Uh, I'll go ahead and get my upset. Uh, my upset of the week. How about them Bengals? Bengals over the Bears. Bears are favored by two and a half. Are you going to pick them every week or? What was that? So are you going to pick them every week or? Ah, right, chill, 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 chill. Come on now. I gotta get, I'm hyped, okay? I'm not used to the Bengals being good. I'm not used to them actually winning. <laughs> but my uh, upset of the week, their offense looked very, very good and efficient. Uh, Burrow and that wide receiver group are going to take advantage of the Bears defense. The Bears secondary, just like Stafford did. Uh, the Bears' run game, in my opinion, is stronger than the – or sorry, did I say – the Bengals' run game, in my opinion, is stronger than the Rams uh, with Joe Mixon. So, I think they'll be able to control the game once they get ahead. Uh, and I, like I said earlier, their defense looked very much so improved from last year. Uh, their D-line looked very, very good. I think they'll be able to contain David Montgomery. Uh, they're Obviously, I don't think they're as good as the Rams' D-line, but – I think they're good enough to contain him, keep him around 100 yards-ish, uh, maybe give up a touchdown. But if they can contain him, uh, their secondary with their corners improving and their very good safeties, uh, I think they're going to hurt Andy Dalton. Uh, if we can contain Montgomery, we're going to force Dalton to throw the ball. And I love Dalton, but when he's forced to throw a lot, it's going to cause for interceptions. It's going to cause for turnovers, which the Bengals will take – take full control of and Joe Burrow is going to come out there and torch him. Uh, this is a revenge game. I think I don't believe yeah, Dalton didn't play us last year. So this is the first revenge game against his former team. And I'm sorry, Dalton, but you're not going to get that revenge win. My upset of the week is the Bengals over the Bears. Andrew, who you got? I've got the Eagles over the 49ers. Uh, this this Ooh. might uh, well we we were kind of talking before and these seem to be the two that kind of jumped out to us and I know I kind of said the Eagles were a bottom feeder and they are I, I think they are overall but what's interesting to me is now most heard as we mentioned what do they do in the running back situation they scored forty one points they uh, you know let let the Lions come back a little bit last week. And the although the Eagles are playing the Falcons, the, I believe they have a lot to build on there with Hurts looking good and Devonta Smith having a big game. Uh, and the Eagles are at home, which helps here in this situation, I believe. Currently, the 49ers are three-point favorites. But I'm going to take the Eagles to win outright as my upset of the week. I, I don't know about this one. I, I do agree that this could be a possible one, but you know, it, it, 49ers are good. So we'll see if this, we'll yeah. see if the Eagles are real. Uh, it's going to definitely be a statement for them if they win this game, but should be, a, should be an exciting one. I like it. Yeah. So our next segment, it's a good one. Hopefully people will take this advice. Uh, like I like we said, I went four and zero in my four leagues this week. Andrew coming out hot. Come out, man! It's your year, baby. It's your year. Yeah. Also went four and zero. Funny was actually uh, our two fraternity leagues. We have our dynasty and our regular. I played Spencer Goldberg in both of them. 
I beat him in both of them. <laughs> All right, P, buddy. We'll see you next week. See you next year. Uh, but, yeah, we did pretty good. So, maybe take our advice. Maybe not. Up to y'all. But we have our stardom and sit for this week in fantasy. Uh, Andrew, you want to take it away with your stardom? Yeah, my stardom, I kind of mentioned them earlier in the podcast. Uh, I, I feel like, again, this could be maybe an easy pick. Because if you pick a guy this high, you're probably going to start him. My stardom is uh, Najee Harris. Again, don't freak out about his his first week. A little bit. I think he had 16 carries for 45 yards, and I think he only had one catch. It ended up with 5.9 points PPR. Uh, he played, I believe, it was every snap or majority of the snaps. Could could have been all. I think I think it was all, which is uh, definitely encouraging. Uh, for him to be on the field, uh, we saw what the Ravens running backs did against the Raiders. Obviously didn't have a uh, for-sure starter, but Tyson Williams did well. And, and Lamar almost put up 100 yards. And plus, uh, Najee brings the PPR factor of uh, being able to uh, haul in a few passes out of the backfield. So I'm going to start Najee Harris if I have him pretty confidently. I like it. I like that pick. Yeah, Najee Harris looked good, so I think he'll be a lot better this year or this week. Uh, my pick for the stardom of the week, uh, I've talked about it a couple times already, but it's Matthew Stafford. Uh, in most leagues, he should have been drafted, so he might, he's definitely on a roster, but in a couple of leagues, he might not have been drafted. He could be on the waiver wire. If he is, pick him up immediately and start him, start him, start him. Uh, last week, he torched the Bears for 321 yards, three TDs, uh, racking up 36 fantasy points, which was the top QB of the week. Uh, this week, he plays a very weak secondary in the Colts. Uh, he's definitely going to have another good week because the Colts, they're struggling. Russell Wilson torched them this last week. Stafford's going to torch them this week. Uh, with the weapons that he has in Cup, Woods, uh, Van Jefferson looked good last week, and Tyler Higby. Uh, he's just going to absolutely go off again. So if you have him, start him. If he's not on a roster, pick him up immediately. Uh, if you have the chance, try to trade for him. Start Matthew Stafford. He's going to be big this week. Um, I sit him. My sit him this week. If you have him, you drafted him really, really high. It's going to be really hard to sit him. Uh, but my sitting is going to be Dalvin Cook. Obviously, if you've drafted him, you drafted him probably top three. If you have the ability to sit him, if you have a deep running back bench, I would suggest it. Uh, the Cardinals last – he's playing the Cardinals this week. Cardinals last week held Derek Henry to 58 yards on 17 carries. Uh, in my opinion and in most people's opinion, Henry is the better runner than Dalvin. Dalvin obviously is better in fantasy because he catches the ball a lot more, but strictly by running the ball, Derrick Henry is better. And if the Cardinals can hold Derrick Henry to 58 yards, they sure as hell can probably hold Dalvin Cook to that less amount too. Uh, along with that, Dalvin Cook was held to only 61 yards uh, last week by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, in my opinion, the Bengals D-line is a lot better than last year, but they're probably not as good as the Cardinals. So the Bengals can hold Dalvin to only 61 yards. I'm sure the Cardinals can hold him to less than that too. Uh, Cook last week, 
he he would have had a really bad week if he didn't have to score that touchdown and kind of savaged his fantasy week there. But it's going to be hard to do it. Uh, you probably can't because if you drafted him that high, you're not going to have that many running backs behind him. If you do somehow have a very deep running back bench and you're able to sit him, I would suggest it because I think he's going to have another struggle week. So my sit him, Dalvin Cook, my starter, Matthew Stafford. Andrew, end us off with your sit him. Yeah, mine is very similar to yours. It, you probably drafted this guy pretty high in this. Uh, I don't know if it's in a, it's not an easy set of me because I'm, I'm fighting myself. I fight myself probably till uh, 7.05 tomorrow. But I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley uh, to sit this week. Tough, tough matchup with uh, Washington football team. Great defense. Uh, it seems to be, again, on a limited workload, only uh, only played in 47% of the snaps last week. Again, a, a short week, didn't have as much rest between, obviously, Sunday and Thursday, and he said he wasn't sure how his body would react, you know, to being tackled for the first time, you know, live and in over a year, a pretty long time, and uh, just came back to live practice a few weeks ago as well. Uh, last week, he had 10, 10 carries for 26 yards and one reception for one catch. So, pretty underwhelming. I debated on sitting him last week. I did not do it. He got me three points. So, not great. But ended up pulling out the win, as we mentioned. I've got to mention it as many times as I can. This is going to be on record. I went 4 0 last week. I'm going to mention, mention it, you know, probably up until Sunday. I'll probably go in for this week. But anyway, my setup is uh, Saquon Barkley. I like it. I, I have to agree with that one. <laughs> and honestly, I'd, I'd bench every single person on the Giants right now because they just, yeah, their offense is putrid. Not good. Dan <laughs> yep. Anyway, good pod, Andrew. I, I always like talking about football. I mean, that's probably our biggest thing we talk about college football, NFL football. Uh, another good week of games coming up here. Uh, hopefully it matches up to last week's because there's a lot of really, really good games to watch. A lot of exciting games. Fortunately, I'm going to be at a shooting competition all weekend, so I'm going to have to be just getting updates on my phone. I'm ready to watch them. I'll probably be back for the late night game, but you'll have to update me a little bit on how the games are going. I appreciate everybody listening. We love you all. Andrew, I'm going to close this out here. Yeah, everybody, please take – well, maybe not. Take our advice if you want. Good luck in your fantasy matchups this week. Yes, but the, people, the people we're playing against this week, don't take our advice, please. Yeah. Please don't. We appreciate Enjoy that. football. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try and continue with the consistent uploads. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one.